0: Hello, fellow patriots and liberty lovers everywhere. Great to have you along as we kick off hour number two here on Hump Day. Uh, that is a segment we uh, routinely set aside on a regular basis to be joined by Dave Schwartz. Uh, as you heard in the intro, he is the top dog, the big cheese, the big kahuna at the Freedom Action Network of South Carolina. Welcome, Dave. How in the heck are you?
1: Hey, Bobby Mac. Happy Wednesday.
0: You too. You, uh, you watched the debate last night?
1: I was just gonna say, You know, woof, man, I tell you, um <laughs> it ain't it, it ain't easy, you know it ain't easy to watch these things and um especially when the president's got two foes he's got to face in one, no kidding um you know it it, it makes the debate tough, but um man that that was uh it was hard to watch, you yeah, know i, I mean it was, it, was. it was hard to watch all the way around
0: yeah and and sadly um you know, Adley Stevenson, who was a Democrat but who still was a pretty smart guy, sure. uh, once sure. said something about debates, and it was something to the effect. And I'm paraphrasing him here, but uh, you, you get the gist of it. He said that he thought that they should generate more light than heat, and uh, <laughs> and, and last night I think the thermometer was way up there.
1: You bet. No, it, it was. And look, I think too, the, what what the media doesn't understand right and and that's you know they have given the the president failing grades and they've said that Biden did great and all this and that but right you know what i think what the media doesn't understand and what you know you understand what i understand you know i'm head of a grassroots group you you run the talk radio show here mm-hmm. every single day we talk to folks bob i know you and me we talk to folks that are sick and tired of the old way of doing things and right. you know these standard protocol i mean i remember when uh, Bush and Gore debated back in 2000, right. and, and remember uh, when, when um, you know, Al Gore sighed, uh, like, obnoxiously, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and, right. and people didn't really say much about it, but look, the, the game has changed, and, and you know what, Americans are angrier, we're angrier, we're upset, our, our, our country is changing so fast and heading in so many wrong directions at the same time, mm-hmm. and so, I get we're frustrated. I'm frustrated. I can imagine the president is frustrated, um, and he feels and he, he, he hears from you know the same folks that you and I talk to yep. that are frustrated about the direction of this country and where things are going and what's happening on on their you know television screens and everything else. What's going on in our cities and our states? And I will tell you, and Bob to, to smoothly transition here, what happened in Charleston and Columbia this year? Uh, that you know these riots, these these uh, you know acts of violence and, right. and angry mobs coming down and destroying our property and and destroy, trying to attempting to destroy our businesses, and Bob, you know what? This is the time right now when we need to defend ourselves when when citizens need to feel safe. And they need the ability to defend themselves. Right. And that is consecrated in the Second Amendment to the Constitution, right, where we have the ability, we have the right to keep and bear arms. And,
0: well, and, 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 be and you arms mentioned, brain. Dave, you mentioned what happened there on, on uh, King Street uh, in Charleston, uh, where yep. the, the again, uh, similar to Portland or Seattle, believe it or not. Here in uh, the Palmetto State. That's right. Uh, the That's mayor right. tells the police department, well, you know, we don't want to create any incidents here. Turn down. Right. Yep. And, and so, yep. you know, domestic terrorism uh, rules the roost. Uh, the The woman, uh, what, she was uh, some, some uh, high-ranking position at uh, College of Charleston. She and her husband mm-hmm. are out for a Sunday morning walk, like between 6 and right. 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And he gets shot to death. Uh, in, right. in a a, a holdup on the street. I mean, yeah. uh, these kinds of things don't just happen in Seattle and Portland.
1: No. And look, and in Columbia, in downtown Columbia, they throw a Molotov cocktail inside a police car, burned it up. Right. I, but this is, and again, we go back to the conversation we had last week about our second amendment rights and mm-hmm. making sure that in this state right cuz this isn't just Seattle, Portland, New York, Chicago, right. we're talking about Charleston, South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina and the the absolute right to defend ourselves needs to be restored in this state. You know, these politicians in the state house over the last few decades have taken that right away from us. They've restricted our right um, whether it's, you know, uh, again, it, criminalizing open carry of a handgun right. or expanding the, the, the uh, concealed weapons permit program, right, where mm-hmm. we have to ask for permission uh, to write. And, and, and we had a great discussion, by the way. I really enjoyed that. You know, there are so many different things, and hopefully we can talk about it in the short time we have here. But, you know, we all have different ways of, of how we want to defend ourselves, but we have the God-given right to do so. And, Bob, last week I was on here. And they were about to vote. We thought there was going to be a vote on a bill that would have legalized open carry of a handgun, that would have made concealed weapon permits optional. If you wanted to get one, you could, but it would have made it optional and would have recognized CWP holders from every other state in America. It would have made us one of the strongest Second Amendment states in the country, which is what we want, by the way. We want to live in a state with the most protected constitutional rights in America. You bet. And Bob... The Speaker of the House, Liberal Jay Lucas, a Republican, by the way, from Darlington, killed that amendment. He killed that bill without even so much as a recorded vote. And that is the fifth straight year, Bob, the fifth straight year. You and I have been talking about this bill for five years now. I know it. They killed it. Liberal Jay Lucas, a Republican Speaker of the House in Columbia, the Speaker of the House of the the State House of Representatives in Columbia, killed that bill without so much as a roll call vote to see where our legislators voted. And I got to tell you, Bob, I, and you can hear me Bob, I am frustrated, I am angry, and I am upset that not only did the leadership in Columbia kill this bill without a recorded vote, but sadly, some of these legislators that we thought that campaign as conservatives uh, Josiah Manguson from Northern Spartanburg, Wes Cox from Anderson, Patrick Haddon from Greenville. They're out there making excuses for the speaker, for liberal Jay Lucas, on why they couldn't restore our gun rights this year. And, Bob, that upsets me that these politicians, not only the speaker of the House, liberal Jay Lucas, but these other Republicans in the upstate, think that they should be able to determine when we can have our rights restored that upsets me that is very angry it's very frustrating and it has to change because as we saw in columbia in charleston there are angry mobs out there to do violence to do harm against us and we have to have the ability when the police are uh, uh, you know on on the scene somewhere else when when we need them in seconds and they're minutes away we need to be able to defend ourselves and these guys in columbia They continue to make it harder and harder every single year. They deny us this vote. They stop this bill. They kill this bill. And, Bob, I wish I could say it was Democrats that did to us, but it was Republicans in Columbia that did it to us. And we have got to hold them accountable. We have got to ask them, number one, why? Why won't they pass this bill? Why won't they make this a priority? And number two, knowing that their leader, Liberal Jay Lucas, Speaker of the House Liberal Jay Lucas, is killing gun bills every single year for the last five years. Are they going to support him? Are they going to put him back? Are they going to usher him back into power next year? Are they going to do that? Is is this their leader? Is this the guy they want to hold up as their leader? we got to ask them that. And, Bob, if your listeners are sitting here just as upset and frustrated as I am, text the word CARRY, C-A-R-R-Y, CARRY, to the number 52886 on your cell phone. CARRY to 52886 on your cell phone. Send that message to your legislators. Ask them why they didn't pass this bill. Ask them why they campaign as pro-gun conservatives or pro-Second Amendment conservatives every year up when they're up for re-election. But when right. they get down there, they kill these bills.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's one thing that uh, these bills are introduced to legalize open carry, to make a CWP optional, to recognize CWP holders uh, from every other state in America. It, it's one thing that, the actual bill that would do those things is kept locked up in committee year That's after right. year. And 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 the politicians who are trying to do this have to resort to a backdoor uh, maneuver to try and get it passed by attaching right. it as an amendment to another bill. And, and when right. they do that, then uh, Jake Lucas says, oh, no, no, you you can't attach an amendment to this bill. That's it. That's right. That's right. So and, and look, what that, what else what else were they busy doing that they
1: couldn't vote on this amendment, having it attached to the bill? Bob, I'm so glad you asked that because, you know, that was the thing that a few of them said, and I think it was Mangus the state rep from Spartanburg said, well, we just didn't have time. The Senate was already gone. We didn't have time to do this. But you know what, Bob? They had time earlier in the week. By the way, they had five years to do this. Yeah, if They right. had time earlier that week. And instead of passing a bill to restore our gun rights, they passed a bill to create a new special license plate, Bob. You know, they passed a bill (laughs) to classify birds, fish and animals as, quote, migratory waterfowl. And they passed a bill to create a brand new state bureaucracy called the Office of Resilience. I I, I don't know what that does, by the way. Oh, and Bob. They had time to reappoint one of the biggest real estate developers and political donors in the state, Edgerton Burroughs from uh down there in the low country in, in, in Myrtle Beach to the USC Board of Trustees. Great. Oh, and they had time to reappoint the Senate President Harvey Peeler's brother <laughs> to the Clemson Board of Trustees. Well, they of had course. time for that, Bob. Right. But they didn't have time to restore our gun rights. So Those excuses of, oh, we didn't have time or, you know, we just ran out of time. as the last day of session. It came up as a surprise. That's bunk. That's crap, in my opinion. They did all these things. It's just not a priority to these politicians, and we're going to have to hold them accountable for that. We're going to have to ask them. We're going to have to have personal conversations with these politicians that represent us supposedly in the statehouse about why they won't restore our gun rights, and you can do that right now. Text the word CARRY, C-A-R-R-Y, CARRY, to the number 52886, and that will send a direct message to your statehouse member. Ask them simply, why won't you restore my gun rights? Why do you kill this bill every year? And why are you supporting a leader who is such a liberal that kills these bills now for five years straight? Bob, it's just so frustrating to hear over and over again. That they're, you know, it's almost like Charlie Brown and the football. Every year they campaign to restore our gun rights, and every year they go into that state house and they kill these bills to restore. And Lucy,
0: Lucy uh, yanks the football away. Well, you know, to play devil's advocate here, Dave, you know uh, how vital it was during the closing days of this legislative session to uh, create an office of resiliency (laughs) as a new state bureaucracy, because I mean. I, I don't know about you, but but I spend a great deal of my time talking about how we have a desperate need for an office of resiliency, and we cannot <laughs> afford to have, as they said in Dr.
1: Strangelove, a resiliency gap. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, and, and again, making sure that certain birds, animals, and insects are, are classified as migratory waterfowl, and again, right. all may be important. It may be so vital to make sure that the biggest real estate developer in the state gets <laughs> back reappointed to the University of South Carolina board of trustees. But I'll tell you about what's more vital than anything else. And, and really, going back to the debate last night, it, it is a scary thought, but it could be real that Joe Biden defeats Donald Trump in November. It, it's a possibility, right? It is I, a possibility. I hope that it's not yeah. so, but it is a possibility. Yep. And so – it's what makes what they do in Colombia, what the politicians do in Colombia, so, so important is to restore and protect our constitutional right to defend yeah, ourselves. We know right? that Biden is a gun grabber. All the Democrats are gun grabbers. That's right. That's right. And so these Republicans in the state house, it makes their job so much more important to protect our rights here in the state, to restore our constitutional gun rights in this state to protect us from whatever may or may not happen in Washington, D.C. next year. And that is the truth. That is the God's honest truth that these guys don't take seriously. And, again, they campaign as pro-gun, and they go into the statehouse and vote with their liberal speaker, Jay Lucas, to kill restoration bills. And by golly, Bob, we have got to stand up. We have got to hold them accountable for this, and we got to make sure – that we, res- we get them to restore our gun rights, because it is our God-given right to well, self-defense, and in these times, we need it.
0: Here's a question for them. Uh, who told them that it was their responsibility to That's water
1: right. down the Second Amendment? A, a great question, and that is exactly the question. And by the way, when did they think that it was up to them to decide Right. Uh, what when our rights could be restored? Excellent. Right? question. When was it their turn right. to negotiate away our rights? So text the word carry C-A-R-R-Y to 52886 on your cell phone. Get that conversation started. Start holding your legislators accountable. Start asking them the tough questions about where they are on this issue and why they won't restore your right to self-defense.
0: Yeah. And, and how about saying to them, look, uh, we know that reelection is important to you guys. Uh, here's here's an issue uh, that we are single-issue yeah. voters for. If if you don't restore our Second Amendment rights, you can't count on my vote when you're That's running exactly for reelection. Right. There's a simple exactly message.
2: Right. Yeah. That's Thank exactly you, Dave. Right.
0: Always always uh, great to uh, to have you join us and keep us informed of what the good old boys are up to <laughs> down there in Columbia, as always. And uh, keep in touch with Freedom Action Network. Uh, during, when when Dave is not here uh, on the web as well,
1: right? Yep, Fan of SC uh, on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash Fan of SC and at Fan of SC on Twitter.
0: Appreciate it, Dave, as always. Talk to you next week, buddy.
2: Thanks, Bob. You bet. Be right back here on the Bobby Mac Show on Hump Day on WORD.
0: Welcome back. Great to have you along in a gorgeous Wednesday afternoon here on the Bobby Mack show 26 after four, as we go back to the phones because one of those uh, state representatives mentioned uh, by Dave Schwartz in uh, this week's fan of FC's uh, fan of South Carolina segment uh, is a uh, state representative Patrick Haddon who joins us now, Pat, how are you today?
3: I can't be any better, Bob. I appreciate you taking my call.
0: You bet. Uh, Patrick, uh, the, the points that, uh, that, Uh, Dave was making, Uh, there are 45 states and the District of Columbia uh, in in this equation here. The only states that don't have open carry are California, Illinois, Washington, D.C., or the District of Columbia, uh, Illinois, New York, and Florida, uh, not exactly states that you would think of as conservative. So why can't South Carolina get open carry done?
3: Well, I'll tell you right now. Obviously, I don't know most of your most of your listeners know. I I took office uh, last August. My first session was in January. Right. And obviously, uh, you know what happened after March.
0: Yeah, it um, was uh, I, it was unique to say the least.
3: To say the least, it was a good great time to come into the the state house, I guess. Uh, you know, but I can say for this year. Um, I don't, I'm not privy to know why things don't come out of the judiciary. Um, I do know, um, and the reason I wanted to call was because, um, and I didn't hear the whole segment, Yeah, I got a, a text message that, that my name was brought up into some of this stuff going on this week. Understood. So I wanted to talk about what actually happened, because I think your listeners need to know fully and completely what happened um, with the Constitutional Carry Amendment. Uh, the gun bill, uh, the whole nine yards that happened on that Wednesday when we went in. Right. Um,
0: well, and, and and I'm a I'm a big believer in transparency. Um, yeah. Uh, and and I tell you what, I'm I'm right up against a news break. Is it possible for you to hang on through the news and then you can give Absolutely. us the backstory on how this all transpired?
3: I'll hang on as long as you let me.
0: Yeah, but we'll we'll uh, come right back. Uh, State Representative Patrick Haddon, who's gonna. Give us kind of a deep dive into why we can't get this done. 429 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Annie is ready in the News Center. I'll be right back on the other side here on the Hump Day Edition
2: on WORD.
0: Do you come from the land down under? Yeah, like uh, Richland. <laughs> 435, 25 before 5 o'clock here on the Bobby Mac Show. Uh, Patrick Haddon, who represents the 19th District, of uh, South Carolina in the uh, legislature down in Columbia is on the phone with me because his name was mentioned uh, along with uh, Josiah Magnuson and uh, Wes Cox amongst others by Dave Schwartz in today's Freedom Action Network of South Carolina segment talking about the failure again of the legislature to uh, be able to restore our second amendment rights and uh, Patrick is kind enough to join us this afternoon to kind of give us the backstory. On, on what's going on down there. Thanks for your forbearance for uh, hanging with us, Patrick. So so, what's the deal here? Why why can we not get this done?
3: Well, if you if if you know the way the if you know the legislative process, you know that unless it become unless it's a budget, it it can come from either uh, house, the Senate or the representative side. Right. So we had a bill that came over. It was uh, Senator Cash's bill. It uh-huh. had passed. I believe it was 41 or 42 to nothing. Um, I don't have a clue how that happened because, frankly, that's the Senate, and sometimes they're very unpredictable. Right. Um, we had this bill come over, and it was Wednesday, and we were at a caucus meeting, and a group of us got together and said, "Listen, this we're, we're really going to we really have a, a, a great opportunity, because what Senator Cash's bill did is, as you know, there's a lot of churches that le- rent or lease." Uh, school property for their church worship services. Sure. And right now they are, uh, they are unprotected. Uh, they cannot have anyone on on school, school grounds with a CWP or otherwise carry a firearm to protect those people. Uh-huh. Senator, Senator cash's bill did just that. It allowed them to have people there that, that had their CWP and that could protect them. Well, it had already passed out of the Senate. So a group of us, six or seven of us, went to uh, Mr. Hill and asked him or, and told him, listen, we're, we got a great opportunity to get this bill done. And all it needed to be done was we give it a, a vote, uh, a positive vote, and it goes to the, gets ratified and goes to the governor's desk. Right. Um, but if you put any type of amendment on this bill, it has to go back to the Senate. The Senate was not going to be coming back on Friday, so it would have immediately killed the bill, immediately, because, frankly, you can't put up any type of amendment. Now, if we would have gone on and had the amendment of carry every single one of us would have passed it. Mm-hmm. There was, It would have overwhelmingly passed, but it would have done nothing. It would have done anything to protect these people at these you know, churches on the school grounds. But if you back up one day... That bill was in the Judiciary Committee. We right. had to pull it out. So Bobby Cox, who is the, the lead sponsor on the House side, right. who's better, everybody knows Bobby's a great, great conservative uh, military guy. He brings it up. It gets defeated on a unanimous consent order to draw it out of committee. It, it, it fails twice. He works extremely hard to go to these Democrats who don't understand the bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Convinces them; they realize what it does. They go along with it, and they're they, they're fine with it. It passes unanimous consent, pulls it out of committee. So we had overwhelmingly support to pass this bill that to protect these people at these churches on school grounds. And I we, we all went to Jonathan um, and told him what it was going to do. He, he liked the idea, and I and we all frankly asked him, "Are you going to put an amendment on the bill?" Right, and he said. He did not have one. It's not on the desk. He doesn't have one. And we made sure we, we went to him out of respect. Uh, we want to work with everybody. We wanted him to know what was going on. And, and frankly, he told me, no, he didn't have a bill. He, or he didn't have an amendment, excuse me. And so, but he also told me that if he did have one, he would come to us. Well, when it came to the time that, that uh, Representative Cox had to go speak on the floor and bring it up, Mm-hmm. Mr. Hill went and dropped his amendment, which obviously killed the bill. Yeah. And so we knew what was going to happen. And and to say that we are against Constitutional Carry, now, granted, there may be some that are, but your guys in the upstate are not part of that group. What we were trying to do was get a gun bill passed this year, and this was the best way to do it. We... we this, to feel like we were, we were let down, was an understatement.
0: Yeah,
3: we we could get something passed, but the minute you put an amendment on, it goes back to the Senate. They have to take it up, comes back to us. It was it already passed the Senate, so all we had to do was vote in the affirmative, and then it would go get ratified, and these people would be protected at these churches. Yeah. Now I'll give you a prediction. Come January, we're going to have a constitutional carry bill. Mm-hmm. And there's probably 40, 45, 50 sponsors on that. And everybody in Greenville and our delegation will be lead sponsors to that right behind uh, Bobby Cox. And so, you know, there's there's some inaccuracies floating out there. Like we didn't want a constitutional carry bill and we killed this and we killed that. That is just that's a lie. And I'll go toe to toe with anybody on it. We've got a great delegation. All of us, most of us are, are cautious carry people. We're liberty-loving people. Uh, but listen, if it's going to be all or nothing, uh, and y'all know politics, and you know how the state has worked in the past, yeah. it's, it's probably going to be nothing.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, a- that's the thing, Patrick, that is so frustrating uh, to so many of your constituents and so many people who uh, call into the show. And I'm sure... To members of the delegation as well because it's you know we understand all the maneuvering that goes on in the legislature and yet uh year after year through some kind of maneuvering either keeping the bill locked up in committee or uh, listening to, uh, to lobbyists who uh, are convincing some of these rhinos from other parts of the state that they should be voting against open carry because it's dangerous, or whatever happens, all of this uh, maneuvering and manipulation uh, within the legislature, I'm sure you understand, it is extremely frustrating to people who look at 45 other states that have some form of open carry and we find ourselves in the company of California, Washington, <laughs> DC, Illinois, and New York.
3: Uh, yeah, it, I, it, it,
0: it I, you know, I, supposedly I, we're a very conservative state, but
3: uh, you, know, you can't prove are, it by you know, this. We are supposedly uh, a very conservative state, but I also, I also know that it, it, it's politics. There's people around the state, low country. They don't want this. Yeah. Uh, we do and we're going to fight tooth and nail to get it. Uh, we're not going to back down, but, but to go back to the original point, we our, our people up here are sound pro second amendment people to, mm-hmm. so, to oh, oh, you know, jo- Josiah Magnuson, that guy has worked his tail off. Stuart Jones worked all day on Wednesday afternoon to try to get something done so that we could get this thing passed. Um, my hat's off to Stuart, uh, Bobby Cox showed great composure. uh, to try to get something passed, and and we just we couldn't do it because of the amendment. And so, yeah, I mean, we would all love to b- uh, vote for a constitutional carry uh, amendment in that bill, but what would it have done? It had just shown, yep, these guys therefore constitutional carry, and then here are these other guys aren't for constitutional carry. Well, we already know that. Yeah. So let's, and we should have just got something, bit something passed that says, hey, we're pro, we're pro gun, and now these people are protected. Well guess what? Those people this coming Sunday are not protected. Right. That that bill would have been signed, I think, two days ago. Those people would have been protected this Sunday, but now they're not. So Yeah, well, it, that's,
0: your, your, that's your point's well taken part. your point's well taken, Patrick, in that it, it would have at least been a step in the right direction. It wouldn't have been, you know, a hundred percent, but it would right. have been it, it, it would have been in the category of something is better than nothing. So what, we go back now to the drawing board in January?
3: We do. We and I. I know I, that bill is being uh, drawn up right now. Cox mm-hmm. uh, is going to be the lead sponsor on that, and everybody else in Greenville behind him. And 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 so, I, like I say, I think there's going to be forty five or fifty uh, good good conservative sponsors on that, and uh, see where we go. But we're we're not going to quit. We're going to. Well, that's tuition. good. That's good. And uh, and and
0: and, and yeah. maybe next time we'll get the resolution we're looking for because. Uh, five years is a long time to keep to keep pushing this.
3: Well, I will tell you that if you if if your uh, listeners will go back, constitutional carry has been passed out of the House years ago. Right. It wasn't. It was an amendment. It went over to the Senate. The Senate killed it. But it has already passed the House mm-hmm. once before. You know, we're not we're not trying to recreate the wheel here. Right. Uh, I think Dan Cooper put it on amendment years ago. Uh, so I. I think, you know, we're just going to, we're going to keep fighting this summer uh, or oh, heck we're through summer, uh, this, over this winter, get our, get our guns, uh, holstered up, I'd say ready. <laughs> so, uh, January, I think we'll be, I think we'll be, uh, ready to fight.
0: Well, I hope next time uh, that we'll, we'll have a, a different resolution and, uh, and we do appreciate uh, the efforts of you and, and the other members of uh, the upstate, uh, who are, have been, uh, fighting this battle for some time. Uh, talking with Patrick Haddon. He is the 19th district representative of the House of Representatives uh, down in Columbia. Patrick, thanks for taking the time to call today, and uh, yeah, better appreciate- luck next time.
3: Well, I appreciate that. Hey, we need your prayers. We need your support. A lot of us are up for re-election, but uh, more than that, we want to—we just want to be, be here for our people. Let me give you my cell phone number. Sure. As I always, uh, anybody can call me about any state issue. Uh, you know, I've received a lot of emails and I give out my phone number and, and I rarely ever get any calls back. Hey, My number is 864
2: 320
3: 1946. That's 864 320 1946. And gotcha. uh, uh, you want to know what went down on Wednesday, Thursday last week, call me and we'll talk.
0: Sounds good. Patrick Haddon, uh, Representative in the legislature from the 19th district here in the upstate. Thanks for your time, Patrick. I appreciate uh, Thanks, your, you're giving us a little background on how this thing went down.
3: I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you.
0: You bet. Take care, sir. 13 before five here on the Bobby Mac show. Quick break here and then be right back with more. Well, I got a ton of messages to catch up with on the text line as well. And we haven't even gotten to former FBI director James Comey appearing before Lindsay's judiciary committee in the Senate today. You know what? He never heard of Trump-Russia collusion. It's, it's all new to him. He knows nothing about Crossfire Hurricane. He's the Sergeant Schultz
2: who was leading the FBI. Be right back.
0: Welcome back. Seven before five now here on the Bobby Mack Show. In on the text line. Bobby, I don't give a bleep about why or why not we cannot get open carry. Bible and the Constitution absolutely clear on the words shall and shall not. Uh, pass the damn bill. Uh, Bobby, what I just listened to was a politician playing politics. I don't need permission from politicians. Uh, another texter says, excuses, excuses. To the phones, we go as we head to Anderson and uh, welcome in Ruben here on the Bobby Mac Show. Hi, Ruben. Welcome to the program.
4: Hey, Bob. How are you doing? I hope everything's good over your way.
0: Yes, sir. So far, so good.
4: Yeah, well, I, listen, it's uh, Terry in the morning and you in the afternoon. That's that's my day, pretty Thank much. Thank you. I appreciate you that. Listen, been a long time listener. I've got a question. You brought this up last week when you were talking to Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, last week and i this has been on my mind all week and it's it's just burning a hole in my brain yeah i listen i'm i'm a cwp well okay i say i'm a cwp holder i'm still uh-huh. waiting on my cwp to come back from the <laughs> the government so that's been 6 or 8 weeks ago that i took the course passed it with flying colors uh did everything i was supposed to do and i'm still waiting yeah so understand i am 100 percent behind the second amendment and i'm i'm not even opposed to open carry or constitutional carry i, I, I do believe that open carry kind of is a tactical issue uh, maybe to me that seems like it's not right for me anyway yeah to open carry but it's not that i wouldn't don't get me wrong but here's sure. my question I, and i want you to correct me on this and, okay. and i'm open to correction here's what my issue with with it is is what is the level of training that a person would be required to have, if any, for either open carry or constitutional carry. Right. Um, I envision, you know, I picture, you know, some guy who turns 21 who can buy a handgun. He goes out, never touched a handgun in his life. Mm -hmm. He goes out on his 21st birthday, buys a handgun, uh, loads it up and carries it to a restaurant and has, has never fired a weapon in his life. And now he's, bad eh, you know wanting to look tough and, and bad right what what is help me understand that and help me understand how that's a, a good thing for uh, and believe me I'm on your side I'm not getting sure. wrong no uh, I
0: understand I understand completely and and, understand and, that. I, and and it's a fair question because um, there there are obvious problems that would exist with open carry and that would be contingent on the language of the open carry bill. And when I mentioned there are 45 states that have open carry, there are wide variations on what kind of open carry exists, not only in those states, but also in some municipalities. So it would be dependent on the language in how the bill was written that that people uh, could not just willy-nilly with zero training, uh go and 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 buy you know a handgun in the circumstances that you suggest uh but the other end of the equation is there are many who believe as i do and and i'm a cwp holder but the only reason i am is because of my position and because I've been advised if I ever find myself in a situation where I need to defend my life or my family or someone else's life by using a handgun, if I don't have a CWP, then I'm going to have all kinds of problems in court and one thing and the other. So uh, right, yeah. it, it, is, it is largely dependent on the language that is used in that bill as to what kind of uh, instruction Would be required before you can open carry.
4: Yeah. Okay. Because you know, even now we have since nineteen. What was it? Eighty something. We have hunter education courses. Right. And I, I, I think you know, if I'm if I'm a responsible citizen, I am going to before I ever carried anything, I would be responsible and I would seek out firearm training. Yeah. And at least get some minimal firearm training before. Understood understood either, and it's, uh, and it's a fair, carried somehow and, and,
0: so right and it's a fair question uh, i've got to run ruben but i thank you very much for the call and uh, thank you for listening see you back with the five o'clock follies next
2: all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question What's the best
4: podcast of all time